You are listening to Love Better, where we help you build healthier, stronger relationships, beginning with the relationship you have with yourself. I'm your host, Rena, here with my co-host, psychotherapist, Mary Jo Rapini. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Love Better. Today we're talking about emotional abusers, what emotional abuse is, how to identify an emotional abuser, and how to get help if you are being emotionally abused. Mary Jo, thanks so much for joining us today to offer your expertise. Can you kind of start us out by defining or explaining what emotional abuse is? Sure. And I think this is a really important topic. So emotional abuse is very much a real abuse, and it's as dangerous, maybe even more dangerous than physical abuse. And it's basically a way for one partner to control another. And they what they usually will do is they'll do things like blame another person or make a person, they'll have a temper tantrum, maybe an emotional outburst to embarrass someone in public. They try to humiliate or shame someone. Their whole idea is to get that person feeling so bad about themselves that they do whatever the emotional abuser wants. And it's another form of abuse because it creates a person who feels full of shame, full of guilt, and they basically cannot function. They get very depressed and very anxious, and it just leaves them totally depleted of who they were. Now, Mary Jo, a survey we put out pretty recently on your social media sites like uh, Facebook and Twitter actually included some questions about emotional abuse. And we found out that a lot of people actually reported that they weren't sure they were in an abusive relationship. Do you kind of have some hypotheses about why this was? Yeah, because what happens is when you're emotionally abused, you're not the abuser tells you you're overreacting, you're too sensitive, you took it the wrong way. And you be remember, you're feeling really vulnerable, and you are sure that you are wrong most of the time. So basically, what ends up happening is you reevaluate it, and you say, well, maybe I was too sensitive about that. Maybe I did overreact. Maybe it really wasn't that bad. Because emotional abuse makes it very easy for the abuser to rationalize what happened. And since you're already beaten down metaphorically, it's easy for them to say, you're crazy, you're just, or it's your monthly time of the month. And that's ridiculous. That's the most important thing is to start owning who you are and what's going on so you can make safe changes in your life if you are with an emotional abuser. And I know we talked about that these emotional abusers, they'll make you feel guilty or feel ashamed, but are there some really specific common tactics that emotional abusers use that maybe could help someone determine if they are in an emotional abusive relationship? Yeah, I have seven here that I think are very important. So they blame others and you for everything. They may threaten that they're going to leave you or say that no one else could love you. They may even say that they'll become suicidal or they're going to let everybody mm. know that it, that you're the problem. They'll verbally insult you with sarcasm or cuss words. They have temper tantrums, which is very common. 
um, with this type of a person. And when they don't get their own way or you aren't home when you say you will be, they will basically have a big fit about it. And they'll try to protect themselves. So they'll probably do it in a hidden room or at home. They wouldn't more likely do that in public because remember, it's about humiliating you and blaming you for what happened. They make you feel as though you have no life other than waiting on them or serving them. They tell you things like you're stupid or you're insignificant and behind closed doors, they turn into a completely different person than your neighbors or mm. friends see. Oftentimes, they resemble monsters. And that's what women and men have told me, like their eyes change and they completely distort their look and everything. So they, this is a serious problem. So you're saying emotional abusers can be men or women. Um, does it look different when it's a man or a woman? Does this, does one tend to be more common than the other? Well, you know, that's a good question because a lot of the physical violence is more men doing it to women. But with emotional um, abuse, it's both people. Women usually will use different tactics. They, mo- they may use more mind games, but both sexes can use mind games and both of them can act out the same way with a fit of rage or a temper tantrum. It's the shaming, the blaming, the criticizing that is really the culprit. And they'll, many times, kids are the victims even more than other adults, like how they treat their children is, is the worst. And then when they're out with their friends, you would never know. And they rationalize it. They're like, well, he deserved it or she deserved it. Mary Jo, I imagine that people listening to this just must think this must be so awful being surprised why anybody would stay in this kind of relationship. But I know um, lots of research says that people will stay in physical abusive relationships, so it makes sense that they won't leave an emotional abusive one. Are there specific reasons that people will not leave an emotional or physical abusive relationship? Well, you know, it is very much the same as you would think this learned helplessness. They feel like they won't have another life. They feel like they'll be ostracized by their family and community, because remember, this person oftentimes is a stellar person in the community. And family members many times will say, well, you know, we just never see that behavior. They're worried about the kids. How do they talk to the kids about it? Because it's difficult to tell the kids who are raised up in this that mommy or daddy is being mean to each other because they usually will see it. But by then, they may have already been acclimated to it and they've grown up with it too. And you remember, you don't have any bruises. All you have is how it felt and words do hurt. In fact, words are remembered long after the actual incident. And the other thing that makes this so complicated is when a person is, when the abuser is in a state of rage, they oftentimes don't remember what they said. Mm. So the authorities will often tell you, tape record them. Just put your recorder on your phone so we have some evidence. I see. Because they will deny it in courts because not so much because they're lying, but because they really have no memory. They were totally out of control. So Mary Jo, as a psychotherapist, what steps do you usually advise someone that is being emotionally abused to take? Well, the very first thing is you need to confide in one other person. You need to have one person 
who understands what is going on. This person should be somebody you trust, who is willing to let you come to stay with them if you need to run out in the middle of the night or at an inopportune time. So it's always better if you have a key or something and no trace to the abuser. Secondly, a counselor is really important in this situation, whether it's a religious counselor or like a someone you talk to if you are in a school district or something, maybe the school counselor you could talk to. Anybody at this time that can help you get in touch with who you need to get in touch with because there's numerous shelters and they do accept emotional abuse. They know exactly what it is. You're going to need to see a, a primary care doctor. Many times people would rather talk to their well, woman doctor or their guy, their family practitioner about what's going on because that person can help guide them to a counselor. Because most of us don't walk around knowing a therapist we can trust, and it's too difficult to try and find someone at that time. Thirdly, I think it's important that emotionally abusive people have an idea that, you know, about what we talked earlier, that there is a very good chance the abuser will not will not remember what is being said at these abusive times. And so taking action and realizing you're going to record it sometime, I would not confront them with it, however, because if you confront them with it, that is a direct threat, and you'll either get more intense emotional abuse, or they'll do another tactic. And especially if it was a man that could lead more likely to physical abuse. So you want to be careful. You want to understand this is something that's happening and and I have to take care care of it. And, you know, lastly, I just tell people all the time, the number one priority is your children. So if you're planning an escape, you need to make sure you have your children lined up so that they could possibly still get school or tutoring, that you have thought about how this is going to affect everyone, especially them. Because it's very unhealthy for kids to grow up in a, you know, in an abusive home, whether it's physical, sexual, or emotional. They're hearing these words, and those are being recorded in their brain. And even though you may minimize it yourself and say, well, after all, it is just words. Mom and Dad were fighting. Don't kid yourself. This is really terrible stuff, and it goes on through generations. Like an abuser's child has a 90% chance of abusing their child wow. or or partner. And they look for that. When we're looking for choice mates, we usually are attracted to people who are familiar. So if you grew up with parents who fight and are emotionally abusive, you're going to be okay when your date calls you an insulting word. You're not going to demand that respect that you really deserve. Aside from being prepared to uh, leave the house with your children if need be, what other steps can a parent take to protect their children if one of the spouses is an emotional abuser? The very first thing I would do is I would go to the child's school and I would talk to the school counselor. And I would confide in them of what's going on at home because they're probably seeing signs of it in their child at school. For example, many of these kids will turn into bullies mm. or victims of bullies. They may have um, regressive behaviors like kids 
who are in the first grade, who were potty trained and everything, of course, will start wetting their pants. Children come to school not being well-rested because parents have been fighting all night or arguing, and so they can't sleep through that because that is very disturbing for children. And their performance is usually affected. We know that when there's stress in the home, when there's fighting in the home, that children's brains, it changes their whole whole brain chemistry. Their brains do not function as well, and there's no way they can be expected to perform as well. So it's very important that the teacher, the school counselor, understand what is going on so they can be another support. Well, Mary Jo, thank you so much for your expertise as always. Um, Is there any other insight you'd like to provide our listeners before we wrap up this episode? Well, I think it's really important that because of the effect, the manipulation that the abuser has many times for their sense of control, that you learn to trust your instinct. So if this were happening to me or in my home, then I would basically be the first person to reach out. And a lot of people ask me, Mary Jo, how do you know if this is happening like with a loved one or somebody you know? Well, look for signs of that person feeling um, a lot of guilt, Mm. a lot of shame, depression, they may become isolated. Like for some reason, they just give a, an excuse. Well, we can't come to that party because he, that woman or man is being controlled by their spouse at home. And just basically that person is is saying, I'm not going and I forbid you to go. Uh. And they're afraid to go then. So they don't go. And when, you're, when your loved one is real nervous, they act skittish around you, mm-hmm. or if they use a lot of self-deprecating humor or, con- you know, like comments about themselves, you know, a lot of people will do that. It's kind of funny. It's a form of dark humor, but it's also what many survivors use mm-hmm. who are being emotionally um, traumatized. And remember that this is not something that is going to go away quickly. After you remove them from the abusive situation, you have to allow them at least two years to kind of start feeling safe and owning, getting a sense of ownership over themselves again. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Remember that you can find more relationship tips and resources at maryjoerapini.com, which you can find in the podcast description. And also, don't forget to tweet me at maryjoerapini. I'm real receptive to any messages left, um, especially direct messages, and I will get back to you and be able to email you from there as well. 